You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. All right, Mornings of Lone Star here on irlonestar.com. If you're hearing my voice, that is Mornings of Lone Star starting a live broadcast feed from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe. We are hanging out right now on Facebook and YouTube, so make sure to check us out if you want to watch because I have a special guest this morning who's having a ribbon cutting tonight celebrating Voices in Action. Now, you might have heard of that before because that is a program we do have here on Lone Star Community Radio at 2 o'clock on Mondays. That's Voices in Action. We have Ginny Rosales in the studio with me. But if you didn't know, Voices in Action is not just a radio show. It is a program here in Montgomery County to try to bridge the folks from the Hispanic community to the rest of the community in Conroe. Because I think a lot of people don't speak Spanish. And I do not. And this show is great because she translates. But we have Jenny in the studio with me. Jenny, what's going on, girl? Hey. I'm sorry. I'm just honored to talk to you. It is so oh, well, cool. It's good. It's good. That's why I put this chair higher up. So I'm looking down at everybody. Uh, but I do want to let people know before we get in, Jenny has been here for over a year with uh, Voices in Action, I want to say. Has two it been years. two years? Yeah, two it's, years. I think it's coming on two years. Exactly. And this is a great celebration time because you guys are having a ribbon cutting tonight at 6.30 at the Conroe Educational, well, I don't know the full name. At get, uh, Conroe Educational Center at League Line. I'm going to put the address in there on in the description for people because yeah. you're you're are you is it an open invitation for folks uh, yeah or is anybody it for the like chambers of commerce no, so. no no it's everybody that is interested to go they're able to go it's 1111 league line road uh street 160 where the outlets of cornrow used to be at right there in the same outlets suite 160 so if you guys are welcome you're welcome to come anybody my show like i said and my organization is fully bilingual Yes. So basically, everything will be English. Yeah, because if people didn't know, you volunteer your time at the education center to teach. I guess it's more like motivational education. Yeah, the center, the the because they have different center. classes there themselves exactly. for the community. For the community, and you exactly. you're there doing like just speaking empowerment. The empowerment. Because let me tell you something about Jenny. She is not afraid speak her mind and i don't know if that is a hispanic thing or if that's a jenny thing that's a jenny thing that's a jenny thing uh, yes a lot of hispanics they tend not to um be blunt like i am and uh are you sure about that because i feel like hispanic women are and i'm going to be very weird on this episode because i don't know anything about cultures and I, <laughs> okay i'm going to so, sure about that <laughs> yeah that's one thing I, I love listening to your show and i love our conversations because i learned so much because you're from panama yes i am from panama. originally and that's where you're born and all I that was kind born of stuff. and raised in panama and exactly. you immigrated to the united states like what 20 years ago uh eventually is um 1985 okay so almost close to 40 years 30 Look something years and uh, Panama, let me ask you this because I don't know the history of Panama. I'm, maybe I didn't pay attention at school. But when you left Panama in the 80s, what was the current state of Panama at the time? And how oh, old were you? 
But I was eventually in 1986. That's when I when I moved over here. So, what, how old were you at that time? I was time? Um, 19. So you were an adult. You were entering adulthood. Exactly. Okay, and you left Panama. Was what was going on with Panama? Was it just a? Uh, yeah, there was. Um, we had a dictator, dictatorship. Um, uh, Manuel Noriega was in uh, power, and it, they were they were basically there was a lot of issues with the government. Of course, Panama is a socialist country, regardless of what the people think it is. Even though we have a very big influence for the American due to the Panama Canal. But it is a, a rule of um, dictatorships most of the time. We did. We went through 16 or almost 18 years with uh, Torrijos. Then we went through Noriega right after that because he got rid of the ones that were in the top, and he was able to, literally, uh, he was he was found to be guilty on the on the death of Torrijos. So he killed Torrijos uh, because he wanted the power. He was yeah. a G, he was a G2 at that at that time, and uh, of course uh, Panama became the center in that time of the. Uh, Drug trafficking through Pablo Escobar. Well, you also had the canal. Yep, we had the canal. And now it's, that's a big deal for transportation down there. And so it, it, controlling that kind of stuff is important. Yeah. and uh, in, uh, It the, makes you a lot of money. If, so. The Panama Canal was laundering money. The Panama um, uh, government was laundering money, a lot of it. Um, and that's really bad because it was being done publicly to the eye. Yeah. And then, of course. But uh, now you're here. Yeah, I run to the United States as because of, um, first of all, because I wanted to. Second of all, because my parents told me your mouth is going to get you into trouble and you're going to be dead. Yeah. So <laughs> that's There you why. go, Jenny. I love it. <laughs> See, uh, well, let me kind of let me kind of inform some of the listeners. So your show is at 2 o'clock here on Lone Star Community Radio, and you primarily interview local leaders, uh, I would say community organizers, I have, I'm trying to think of other words, but basically you invite people to come onto your program and you translate live and, and you talk about the Hispanic community kind of figuring out the the place in Conroe and Montgomery County. Because I don't really feel the communities are that different, meaning like there's not like a lot of division. There's not a lot of division. But, but there's, there's, there's still enough to where the language barrier is very obvious on certain businesses. There's, and there's a marked division in some things, and there's some non-marked division in other things. Yeah. Um, like I stressed several times to uh, Josh Kehoe and to all the government entities here, um, the Hispanic community is being left out of information. Yeah, that's why I'm doing this. Um, other than that, um, that's one. That's one of the key points. The other thing is that the immigration issues that we're facing, Texas is facing a big huge immigration. Well, let me ask you this honestly, though, with the immigration thing going on, what how is that affecting Montgomery County? A lot. How I, all the passing people are. St- we we the growth in Conroe has been enormously. We we're talking about now in only. Well, let me put it the in the Conroe ISD area let me put it in the school system okay just just for example in the last year 3000 kids went into the system okay when they usually don't have that amount of people going in so are you saying so that we're talking illegal about immigration people or are you talking about they're just, talking about i'm talking just, about everybody. period You're everybody, about everybody. When, when usually people come from outside the contrast yeah. is not as big as kids now they have an overpopulation yeah. that they're reaching in, in two more years. They're going to be overpopulated. That's why we have the bonds. That's why eight new yeah. schools are going to be built because there's no space. Oh, I believe it. So and majority of those kids, and I'm going to be now going to go to Lone Star. Lone Star has a, now 100% capacity of Hispanics. It's not anymore 75. 
So if we're having those issues right now that is 2033, can you imagine five more years from now? Yeah. I mean, I have no idea how the world's going to be after next year. Exactly. I mean, I kind of can see what next year is going to be like, but you never really know. I think the, I think the, the way, especially how this county is holding, uh, holding itself together. I think that this county itself is strong, but I also think like the county doesn't really depend on the outside. Yeah, it doesn't so we're in a good position where we can't be influenced in one exactly. way or another. But if you're like a border town, or if you're because we're not really a border town, no, we're call not us a border mm-hmm. town. But there is a, what's strange if you get some of the officers on here. This is uh, 45. The stretch of 45 has a lot of drug trafficking. No, it, but, and then that's a lot because it connects through yeah, yeah. Montgomery going up. Well, it's all, not even that. It's like it's even east to west, north to south, to south. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it's going both ways because there's different ways to get in and out of the county. Exactly. Okay, but uh, but yeah, so I always wondered that. So you're here, you're in America, you're a citizen. I know you like telling people that, because I, I always thought you weren't. I was like, this lady's just lying the whole time. And she's. And, <laughs> I became my own citizen in 1989. I swear. <laughs> I know. I, I'm just giving you a hard time. I, I love mean, it. No, uh, my um, parents do through do through the Panama Canal, and my mom and my dad working for the federal government. Both yeah. of them automatically, I was able to acquire the residency and you know yeah, come in legally. I came in an aircraft. I was able to. Oh, I thought you ran. I love it. But you know, you're, one thing I always respect about you is your voice of concern for immigration and the process because you've gone through the process and you've had friends and family that you talk to all the time because unfortunately that's part of today's culture is people trying to improve their lives. Exactly. And a lot of times that isn't just oh, hey, I got better shoes today. It's more of like, no, I'm, we're literally need to move my entire family out of here because of what's currently going on in our town or you know, our country or basically any, like there's a lot of reasons people move. And especially with COVID hitting, that was, that was a, I think that opened up a lot of even uh, United States citizens. Exactly. Opened up their eyes going like, oh, I can't even figure this out because this can change like exactly. that. Exactly, it. And. As of 2020, Every everything changed. Everything, not only our health system, our economy, or everything. Every single every single thing. Wave, communications, transportation. Everything changed completely. Um, but now it's not anymore. Twenty twenty. Now it's like they want. It, it is being imposed a new way of government, a new way of ruling. Uh, things that people are trying to just adapt to that are new and they're they're, they're rubbing it in our faces yeah. you know so um the hispanic culture is very conservative in a lot of stuff and uh, especially on uh, on well i think on it, their I, persons well, itself they're just coming from i always saw it as there are certain cultures that prioritize family exactly and we were and when you and that kind of deviates into conservatism because it's like you want to protect your family you want to exactly. be you want to conserve it and a lot of times when people start messing with families, that's when no matter what it is, like you're not messing with my family. Exactly. Exactly. We, we're strong. And a lot, of progr- a lot of progressive ideas do tend to either inadvertently or, you know, in the, or is intended to mess with the family. You no, know, not only that, it affects the younger generations and the parents are unable to control the system or control it. Yeah. You know, I have generation and I have always been. It's expressed on generational issues. I yeah. love that because, you know, builders 
from baby boomers, from a generation X, yeah. and you know all the other generations. We, the older generations, we need to start learning how to communicate with the generation C and generation millennials and generation um, alpha that is coming, is being born and being created right now. So there's a lot of the last three generations with the last the first three generations, we are having communication issues. And that's oh, what we have. Yeah. And then we have to, the worst thing is that the, what we call the crystal generations, which is the millennial, the generation C, and the alpha, if something happens right now in the world, I'm going to be honest with you, they won't be able to cope with it. Well, I, and it, I they, think, and, I, I, and I'm saying because of the way the older, the builder, the, the, yeah. the boomers, and the X generation were raised. You know, we were raised to be strong regardless of what it is. We were raised to be out there. We were raised not to be depending on on, on well, technology, and I've, you guys are. Well, the way I see it is the unfortunate future for those who are smart are going to – like the smart folks are punished more often than not today. So if you have a millennial or you have like a an alpha like you, you say it mm -hmm. – uh, they're going to be smart. They, like the smart ones who want to go forward, they will be restricted. Exactly. Because the way, for some reason, the expectation of today's children is everyone's the same. And, and we're, all, we're all working for this one goal. But it's like, well, I don't really want to do that. I want to do that. No, you can't. You can't do that. you got to go over here and be with everybody else. Because if you don't agree with it, then you're... But Dick, not only does that... Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Cause, yes. Because that's only, one thing I've noticed back, like in my day, those who were smart were celebrated, and almost like we created special avenues exactly for exactly. those people. And then now, now today's world is bad to create special avenues. Like, what's wrong with this kid being smart or being, you know, and especially with, you know, uh, talent? Because exactly. every kid has a talent. Exactly. And I think there is an argument to say, hey, we, every kid needs a chance. I'm not saying if your kid's stupid, we're going to just leave them outside the door while we're all learning but in here. But see, you have to see that. But that's, I think that's where it got skewed. The, is, the way that you're talking is really clear on that. But my issue is that you guys are forced to see. Everything is optical. Yeah. You guys create everything. Everything is optical. You got to, like, for example, if I give you any questions and I say, well, because I believe in this and this and this, then you say, you need to prove it to me. I want to see it. Okay. Well, I, yeah, and I'm pretty hardcore the, on that. The other, the other generations, your parents, your grandparents, were like, no, I don't need to. I don't need to prove this. I will be able to use this as an example to methodologically think that if it's right or not. And, and that's it. You need to prove me. You know. But you guys are so into being proof of everything that is that is everything. Everything has gone technologically. You know. Every single kid wants to have the latest technologies. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it, what it, happens if the technology world goes down? We have one day in. And last year or this well, year. Again, that's where, like I said, it's the, smart, it's the smart people. And when I say smart, I don't mean IQ. I'm yeah, the I, ones I meant I, more just the people who, you, know, you meet people in this world who clearly absorb what life, like good, the good parts of life. Exactly. And those folks are going to be just fine because the way either they were brought up or the way they interpret information, it's just something special about certain people who will be able to roll with the punches and say, oh, there's no, oh, I, I don't have Google anymore. Well, good thing I've learned all this stuff before Google went down. Exactly. And I know how to do this. And the, I think that's what I'm saying. Like, and in today's world, those people are going to be punished when they are challenged because it's like, oh, I, I already know this. And it's like, well, no, you, no. In no. your Generation X is... But I don't, what's wrong with being anymore. right? What's wrong with being right, No, Jenny? it's not that you're, you're not... No, I don't I don't think that, that there's any issues being right. My issue is that 
like example, my generation, we, we, we created the technology for you guys. Yeah, maybe. We, did, we did the technology for maybe. you guys. Well, we were playing outside when mom, when you got home, they usually tell you, Hey, See, you're getting out of here. I want you guys to be here by 6 30. And we were thrown out in the streets. Okay. That's, that's still exists and today. Not in some, not in some, not well, some I got to know my nieces and nephews do that. Uh, it's almost that, too organized, is, actually. Probably because your 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 nephew, your older sisters or brothers, yeah. I generation X. They're end of generation what, X. What, what was it? I was talking to my sister the other weekend, and I, I asked her, I go, "What's your schedule for this weekend? Like, not the coming week, but like, I was, I'd like to go see my family." Exactly. And so I was like, "Hey, on this weekend, what are you doing? I want to come see you. I want to come do this." And she literally, she has three daughters, uh-huh. and I believe the youngest daughter right now is eight. And the oldest daughter is 12. Uh-huh. And they literally all had softball games, volleyball games, or basketball games. And it, and it was going like this when I, she sent the calendar to me. And I go, do you guys have like a taxi service? Because how are you supposed to be here when and this one's here? And then you have this one here. And then one of the games I saw was like all the way down in Texas City. And I was like, Jesus, that's like an hour and something drive. And I go, who's doing all? You only, what's going on here? Uh, so I know some people are doing that. It's a little too organized, uh, but not necessarily like as I remember growing up. Like you said, I just can't come home until the lights turn on. Exactly, on the front porch kind of idea. Because you had a generation X father, and your father was like, "You are gonna." Well, do he was us. never there, and uh, <laughs> and you can you can tell him that because he he will have his replay after this. <laughs> The weekly business hour. You could just email my dad. And be like you were never there for your no, son. No, I want to be honest with you. My my parents, my father was never home as well. My mom was never. Oh, my dad wanted to be. So I was taken care by my maids or either maids or my nanas, yeah. which my grandma, my, my my grandmothers. But other than that, I I I remember my mom coming at nighttime around seven o'clock at six seven o'clock in the evening, and she was you know dressed all white and everything coming into the house and the, yeah. minute, the minute she walked in the door the first thing she will ask did you did your homework oh yeah or uh are you doing your chores well i think uh, you know we had chores during the week and then of course you know what she used to do and i and i, I want to tell her that you know because i love it now that she's 92 she's sitting at home so i i want to tell her this but people are doing Mom, that today she used to wake up so all up all of us the five of us well, the four of us, because my older sister was not there. But the four of us, we used to wake up us in the morning. And at Saturday morning, at 7 o'clock in the morning, when you're thinking, well, it's the day for me to rest. Because every day in the morning, I had to wake up at 6 o'clock to get the bus to go to school. Or she used to wake up in the morning so we can wash our underwears or, or, or socks with clothes. You know why? Because you used to walk with the socks and the floor so they will get black dirty. Yeah. And she's like, you're going to wash this. And she will put us little trays with all the stuff, and we had to just wash them. And I said, that's that's child abuse. You know something? It's not child abuse. I mean, I now I know that I'm able to, work, to to do my things correctly, you know. So it's not about being Wait, right. I also, you're also looking at it as if, like, if you hear a bad thing happen to the upbringing of these kids, you think that's the general thing happening. I think there's a lot of people out there doing exactly what you're talking about. But there's no there's no I CPS think, in our country. There's no CPS. Oh, well, I know. But if you're looking at CPS in this country, it exists, but it's not like it's not involved with ninety percent of the families in the United States. CPS is probably if I if I had to just thumb it, I would say I would say at least twenty five percent of all families in the United States had one encounter with CPS. You but, think so? I think it's a little bit more. I don't think so. 
I really don't. Let I me mean, tell you now with, well, uh, like, with like, the rate of domestic it, violence in Montgomery when County. I talk, when I talk about CPS more. involvement, what I mean by to give you an example is there's the there's the trauma ones where exactly. it's oh, like yeah. there's abuse, there's police exactly. involved, mm-hmm. but they're on their people don't realize. So like we give you a, a funny story. One of my friends uh, who I've known for so long, and he has a sweet wife, and she was driving the kids, and they're in car seats at the okay. time. But she went to the post office. Mm-hmm. So she was just putting stuff in the mail, the mail. and so, like the boxes and stuff. She wasn't in line. She wasn't doing that kind of stuff. She parked, left the car running, went inside real quick to get get some stamp or get exactly. something real and quick back. and come back. Well, she came back and some lady was like livid that she would leave her kids. She would leave her kids <laughs> in the car. And you know what she did? She uh-huh. took pictures of her license plate. Oh Lord! And called CPS. So she's like she. Apologize to Lay. She's like, "Hey, I just came in. I'm I'm out of here." She she left. Like a week later, CPS showed up at the house. Oh no! And said, "Hey, we got a report, and we had pictures that you left your kid in the car. Your kid's in the car." Oh no! And of course, they didn't have the information. The car was running, and it was literally she was just didn't want to wake them up, so she just went inside real quick and came back out. But that's another that's an involvement with that's CPS. That's something that you know. That's something that some people do, and I call them I call them the Karens. Well, and I say, again, I'm going to be honest with you, because basically, they, there are people that don't realize that people have lives. There are people that just prejudge you for the minimum thing, and because they're, they're not happy with their lives. I so guess. They're not happy with their lives, and they want to make sure that you, you're doing wrong in every single thing. They're, they're fanatics. They're just extremely fanatics of, 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 of um, the not, they're narcissists, fanatics crazy, you know, out there. That they're not thinking right. They're not, you know, and I feel sorry for those people because they don't have a life. You know, I had a neighbor many years ago, and I'm like, you know, when she was like all over everybody's business. She was, we call her the the newspaper of the of the of the of the community. Yeah. She knew everything and she will, you know, you cannot do anything because she was checking it out. And every, you know, when we had meetings, like if I invite my neighbor's street, she knew why why I didn't invite her. She would she was like, why well, I'm not being invited? Why you invite your next neighbor? Why you didn't invite me? And I'm like, I cannot invite my next neighbor. I can do whatever in my, in my house. Yeah. But she felt that she felt that she needed to be. Well, social media has kind of amplified that mentality too. Exactly. And I've never been a person who gets offended by that. Meaning, if somebody got invited to something, exactly. and like, oh, my best friend got one of my best friends got married, and I didn't wasn't invited. Hey. Okay, like I, I don't care, uh, but that's also just me. And but I think the social media aspect of of the situations gets amplified again, kind of like the CPS thing. I don't think it's that big of a deal as people are making it out to be. Exactly. There's still families being raised in a traditional sense. It's not like that doesn't exist anymore because you get arrested for spanking your baby exactly you know uh well i don't not necessarily your baby but, but your, yeah, kid. your kid no uh, I, I got a lady and once with my child my child was misbehaving and i'm raised very strict and my mother will will say to us with what she would not even talk to us she would look at us and that was about it looking at us was it you know so i remember that one day i went to a restaurant i was having dinner with my uh, ex-husband and we were sitting down having dinner with the kids and Adriana was misbehaving and then I was like just making it making it making it I grabbed the child through the hand get up get up walk her into the bathroom and here I am talking and she's crying and screaming and this lady comes out of the blue I'm gonna call CPS and I say I just turn around and I say you can call whoever the hell you want to I'm talking to my child 
the way I want to, and I'm not doing anything to her. You don't even know. Don't. And I told her, do not get in my business because you don't know who Again, I am. Again, folks, but that's just don't me. mess but with pe- Jenny. People, people are like that. I'm a spoken. I'm well, yeah. a really well, I mean, think about that lady who had the time to take a picture of the car yeah, and call TPS. I was like, man, people really care about stuff. <laughs> Well, that's, they, they should care more about their own stuff instead of getting into people's business. That's my point of view. But yes, I'm a, you know the outspokenness part of it. Uh, my mother used to tell me, uh, can you please shut up? You talk too much. When I was growing up. I couldn't, for my five sisters, we're five. Yeah, I used to have an ex-wife I'm, that talked too I'm much. I'm the ex, you know, the black sheep. I can call it. I can call myself the black sheep because I was like the one out there. Well, out I there. know. Everybody I knows. I'm down. I, you know, people go to my mother right now and, you know, we're talking about Panama. It's four million people. You know, my, they go to my mom and they sit to my mom and say, how's Jenny? They don't ask for none of my sisters. They ask directly for me. So I made, I guess I just, that's the way I am. You know, I'm very outspoken. And and that's what my father told me. You are going to get killed if you go into law. I don't want you to be a lawyer. He told me directly. Yeah, in Panama, that's, and, and that's he, another he, world. Exactly. I will be lost. Then I told him I'm going to journalism. I was like, no, you're not. I said, yes, I am. And I started it. And then I was working with the um, Panama Canal Commission newspaper uh, when everything broke down with uh, Noriega. And I, you know, my father's like, bye. Well, again, like going back when we first started talking about migration and people, the decisions people make, it's I think what folks in the United States don't value is our system, our culture here, our society here doesn't have major shifts every year or every five years. They try, you know, it's really weird because like you're talking about a general who just said, "Hey, I want to own this. I want to do this," and that happens in a lot of places every 10 years exactly and so do you have these generations of people who are affected by decisions made by stronger people mm-hmm. and I, I use quotes for stronger I mean there's bullies or like the United States government has kind of destabilized a lot of areas too exactly and but here in America we haven't really had we don't have that kind of major shift they try to do it I felt like it was forced and it still is with when uh, Trump was running for president. And while Trump was president, I felt like they kept trying to push that, where it was like, this is going to change the way our country works. And it's almost like they're trying to say he's a dictator. Mm-hmm. And I'm like— And he I, wasn't, but— Well, you know. I know, but you know, that's what I'm trying to say. It was like, it's so weird to me that they're trying to paint this picture, but we have historical examples of what a true dictatorship is. Oh, hello. I live to I live through two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, And I was like, until the tanks start hitting the streets— we can't. It's unfair to say this stuff. Well, over here, but then you again, guys have I feel the like Second I Amendment, feel, but you also have the, it protects you. Oh yeah, I mean, we no. don't have that in North countries. Well, I think Everybody, a lot, a lot the, of people don't realize in Panama, we're not allowed to have guns. Oh, I believe it. If you have a gun, you have to have a. It's like you have to have a gun for like if you're hunting or whatever, and you have to go through a whole thing in order oh, yeah. for you to have a gun. So they control the guns away from us, so we are not able to. But you know something, I just came from. I was telling, I was telling you the other day. That my whole country was in, in a riot. My whole, my whole country, when I woke up, they were going to do what they call um, more. They were selling the, the the government, which is the the legislative part of it. They sound they were signing a bill 406. That 406 was open mining. Open mining will destroy and is destroying a lot of the uh, you know ecology in our country yeah. already because eventually the Panama Canal is being affected because they had an open mining that is affecting one of the rivers that feeds through the yeah. Panama Canal so basically they 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 the, the 
type of chemicals they're using is not only destroying the land, it's destroying the water, the air, yeah. everything is polluting. So they, without the permission of the Panamanians, without no consent or nothing, they went ahead and signed 48 of yeah. those representatives. Well, and, if you didn't and, know, Ginny is a climate change activist here. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm giving you our time. I, I'm just, you know, I'm just, you know, they went ahead and signed a bill without, oh, yeah. without even a proposal. The government. But I feel like I feel like the United States does so, something like that's like in one way or another. There's because I think what's crazy about the way our government works is there's so much happening every day. Like something is happening, but the way we consume the news, it's always like one big story for that week. But there's still things going on in our government every day. Exactly. But we don't really get you, the bulletin. Seen, exactly. We don't get the you're bulletin of it. It's like. They're but voting because I always like, for example, Kevin Brady. Kevin Brady was our local congressman here, uh -huh. and I always wondered what he did day to day. Because the only time I ever see him is when he's running for, when he was running for reelection, mm -hmm. or he was on the Ways and Means Committee for like two years. But outside that, there really wasn't anything like newsworthy that he was. I was like, what's this guy? Always, what's he doing? Like, what, what's going on today? Let me tell you something. We're talking about that. I saw him this weekend. And, oh, you did? You know, I, saw, I just saw I him. I didn't even know he was still and here. He, he, and, no, and I don't know. He's here. Because he's retired. He's, so, no, he's fully here. He told me, Jenny, I'm fully well, here. Well, Kevin, uh, Mr. Brady, I would love to talk to you. Figure no, out he's what, coming to what my are, show. What are you doing, man? Because <laughs> like, I get uh, I get emails from Will Metcalf's folks, and if people don't know who Will Metcalf is, he's the District 15, I think, state rep for the state of Texas here in uh conroe and i get stuff from him all the time that's like this is what i this is what i did this week kind of thing you and then the same thing is happening with, so uh, maybe i just maybe with, i wasn't on the mail list when, with brandon well, creighton yeah. who always publishes stuff well i'm gonna be honest with you they they have a different way of doing their I, work what i would do if i was like a congressperson uh -huh. i would just do the live stream 24 7 that would be cool so people know i'm not doing <laughs> anything wrong even even when i'm sleeping i'll i'll, I'll leave the camera <laughs> on for folks <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like someone's gonna be like he needs a CPAP machine he's got problems and uh but no i <laughs> i think that'd be wild well, um, i'm gonna be honest with you with that with i don't but panama don't, sounds more like there's not a, like at least we get once a week information i feel like panama they don't really they publish what they well, do they, no we publish the thing is that it was in the united states is not getting it we're not getting information because of the closure of the media media has been controlled and it's completely well, controlled so they publish what they want to publish so what happened is that i have if you go the on the under under okay. world okay. news you'll find out all right all the country went into into riot everybody went to riot for a month and a half, they were in the streets, destroying the streets. They were not. They were. They were not letting the the food to come to the city. They would. They would you know. You don't even know the yeah, India. There's... And then we have five different tribes: Indians, really Indians. They were into the streets, and they would not allow you to pass and get yeah. the products out. This is happening right now. I just. I just looked it up, and and there, they finally found voted. The... They the Supreme Court of Panama finally called, voted that law unconstitutional. So now we're celebrating yeah. that. That was six days ago. It, we're talking about a month and a half. Yeah. In the, in the I'm no, I just looked it up. I was like, I wonder what's all going the, on. All the people. So in the they street, were. I have pictures. They the, the government was in an annual contract allowing the Canadian mining company. And the Canadian mining company has a contract with the Chinese government and with the Korean government. Yeah. So guess what? The United States. You know what they did? Since they people are not even understanding that the Panama Canal contract, the Panama Canal treaty in 1977 that was signed by Torrijos and by Jimmy Carter has closures 
where the Panama Canal was going to be given to the United to the Panamanians only for the administration part of it. You guys own the land. Basically, yeah. you're also, and he says in the bottom of the that they ha, the, the Americans have the right to possess the Panama Canal in case of an invasion, in case of a world war, in case of a, yeah. uh, any uh, um, Chinese or or communist involvement into the country. The the government of the United States put in New York a lawsuit for more than twenty something thousand million dollars to the Panamanians government because of this thing. So if the Supreme Court would have ruled in favor of it, the we will have to pay millions of dollars to the Pan, to the United States because they were violating the, the Treaty of the Panama yeah. Canal. There's so it's a lot like of history. People, are not, people don't don't read history, and that's something that I'm trying to educate. With voices in action. action. So let's get back to that. Let's get back to that because I know folks who are just now tuning in, uh, you're listening to Mornings with Lone Star. We're live at the LSCR studios. I have voices in action. Jenny Rosales, she's a host of a radio program at 2 p.m. here on Lone Star, but also Voices in Action is an actual nonprofit organization that is just in the community doing, I would say, general education with the Hispanic community and also the English-speaking community kind of bridging the gaps. And tonight you have your ribbon cutting yeah, over at the Conroe Education Center on League Line. And that's the with the chamber. Both of the chambers are going to be there, the on Montgomery County Hispanic Chamber and the Conroe Conroe Hispanic Chamber. So both representatives are going to be there. So, yeah, get and out there and support. After that, they're gonna, they're gonna, we ha- we're going to have a special guest who is um, Xiomara Rodriguez. Remember, I work with a woman's center. Yeah, and she's uh, she's uh, from the she's the director of Irish community at the Women's Center yeah. in Conroe, and she's gonna talk to us about domestic violence. That's something that I just wrote up. You know, there's so much domestic violence and so many things that are going on within the Montgomery. So I'm always trying to. Yeah, get that, I think the domestic violence stuff is just it's ingrained, ingrained, in, ingrained exactly. human behavior. So exactly. It's just, Exactly. And that's something that we have to start dealing with because the more we talk to somebody, the more you see that there's violence in their houses. There's women here in the community that they don't want to talk. They're especially, afraid. especially in your house. You're over here beating your kid. Well, <laughs> well, you know, something. The one, the one that got the beating more was Frankie and he and he would get like like yeah, this. I, love I will it. not beat them because I, I believe they were my they were my friends. So I didn't I I, w- I keep saying since I was a baby, I said, I don't want to treat my my kids the way my parents treat me. You know, they will, my father would get the belt and smack my butt because I was really rebellious. But you know, but uh, you know, when I grow up when I have I mean, my kids it's different. Yeah, every culture's a little different with that kind of stuff and I mean it, well it's weird to me, especially when you start criticizing the way people are raised, you get to a point where even yourself, you're not going to be in control of how you raise your kids. Exactly. If you keep criticizing different people, you'll eventually just null everything. Exactly. And it'll be like, well, how do we raise our kids? Like, <laughs> like and that's a, something that God doesn't give you a book, even okay. though the Bible says. Well, there's but, you know, people I mean, that don't believe in also, that. They, they also had sacrifices. You exactly. Know, sacrifice your they son. Say, yeah, exactly. Let's let's play that so. game. Uh, but <laughs> the. Uh, love your point of view that yeah they but used to do yeah that stuff. I, I that's all i think eventually that's what happens when you are coming from a position of criticizing eventually it will get so uh, i'm trying to think of a word to describe it like no one will know because you can't you're not allowed to change or like try something because and every be kid comes with their own personality every kid is going to go, go, come with their own yeah. you know, traits so you don't know what you're going to receive yeah. When you have them, you have them. You know, for well, me raising my kids, it was a challenge. And it's really, you know, the first, uh, the, the, you know, I got divorced in 2001. And after that, I was by myself. And I had to raise three kids and I had three jobs. 
you know, I didn't want it to leave out of the government. To me, it's like, no, hell no, until I really needed to request assistance to pay my childcare because it was 340 something dollars a week to have my kids there while I was getting three jobs to try to pay them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's, it, you, you go through, through the whole system in the United States and then you realize how beautiful is the, gov the government of the United States, how beautiful is the country. Why? Because I was able, as a single mom, to be supported and be helped because there, uh, there were three United States citizens born here. And it's not that, you know, I'm not lingering out of the government. I'm not leaving out of the government because I had jobs and I was paying my taxes. I was not making, of course, the $250,000 a year that people are making or the hundred and whatever that people are making. I was making barely $40,000 a year, minimum wage, basically, because for three kids. And then guess what? Child support was kicking when it was kicking. I had to wait until child support was kicking. And guess what? $500 for three kids in child support? You know, that was the pain. You know, that was like, you, how do you support three kids with $500? That's nothing. That's nothing. So the, 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 at least I was getting that in Panama. I wouldn't get none of that stuff. I would not even get some child support. $20 probably for kid. Okay? Well, you know, uh, I'm sorry to just to Jean, but we got to be wrapping up. Oh, sorry. So I want to remind folks, check out uh, Voices in Action every t uh, Monday at 2 o'clock. And I think you have a new episode coming out next week. Yeah, no, I'm having this Friday the uh, le uh, the leadership. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. That's this Friday. Let's, let's okay. So we have the we have tonight is your ribbon cutting, uh -huh. and then you as the famous public speaker is going to be over at the Marriott. I think it is. No, it's, where, no, it's where do they host be, it? It's going to be at the Vibrant Church okay. in Woodlands. Yeah, and so it's inspires, inspire inspire leaders. leaders is a local. Uh, I would say a local organization, nonprofit. Yeah, nonprofit. They basically have these free speaking things they available choose, for the. They choose a leader in the community, uh, and they bring it in. So that person will talk about their life, their ups yeah. and downs, and then to make a statement. So all the people that are going. Well, make the, sure just follow you guys. I put the link to Voices in Action on Facebook, and I'm pretty sure that's where you're gonna put the. Yeah, I've been putting everything online, yeah. and I, you know, I'll be talking about that soon. And thank you so Which much. Which is great, for and it was it was great to see you. And I'm probably gonna see you sometime today because I know we're recording yes, a show today at one o'clock. So look at that, <laughs> uh, folks. If you are just now tuning in, I was Jenny Rosales with Voices in Action. All the information is below. Looking at our past episodes, also our organization. And uh, we're uh, out of here. We have, I believe, we have a replay of the Weekly Business Hour, but I know Conroe Culture News is all new and Sons of History, of course. So today is Monday, and you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, your Montgomery County's community radio station. If you want to be a guest on my show, reach out to me at lscrstudios at gmail.com. We'll see you later. Thank you. From the beginning, the main purpose